Pubcast. There's two, it's like two types of love. There's Eros and there's Agape. And Eros is erotic. It's romantic. It's passionate. Agape is like spiritual love. And that's the way it is. Even my twin will tell you that. She just showed up on my channel a couple weeks ago. And we spent over an hour talking and she even said, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't feel like Eros, like passion. Yeah. I feel agape, like peace, which is yeah. like the spiritual kind of love, which makes sense because it's your spirit. It's your soul. And that's what your soul wants. Welcome to the Liberated Healer podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your host, Gina, and offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. Gina Cavalier here at Liberated Healer. I have Kurt Johnson on, and um, he is a twin flame expert, and he has a um, new world all-star is the name of his company and outfit and welcome Kurt it's great to have you on the show likewise it took quite a bit of effort for us to pull it off but here we are yeah you know uh <laughs> technology is is you know fighting us to get all this wonderful information out so yeah, I guess you know so. um we've had, we've had lots of in case your audience is wondering what we're talking about we've had just tons of technology issues Yep. Trying to do this interview, but here we are. And even things that have never happened before. Right. Um, so that's always like, you got to, you know, keep going because that means that there's something in there to, that you need to get out. I agree. That's the way I think of it. So yeah. you know, this is Twin Flames is a really interesting subject. And um, I've watched a lot of your videos and um, I really resonate on the way that you, um, communicate the information and um, the way you handle your students and people um, and especially in this world of all these different things coming out right now. So I just want, you know, that's why I really, when I heard about you to, wanting to come on the show, I was like, yes, let's book him right away because he is actually the one that I listen to on the subject and nobody else, to be honest. So welcome. And um, well, I'm anyway, honored. Thank you. Anybody who's interested in this topic, you know, there is a lot of information out there. You have to kind of just be discerning. And mm -hmm. um, you are a law of attraction master, though. You um, you you actually went through this personally, which is another reason why I like it. And you talk about your journey, which wasn't fun at first. And you had to kind of unpack it. And there was a lot of pain involved and conflict and fear. And so... Can you just break down a little bit what it is and kind of a little bit of the journey so people have some context? Sure. Your twin flame is another incarnation of your soul. Everybody already knows about reincarnation. That's old news. Um, all it is is another you. They wouldn't be any different than if you knew who you were in a past life somehow. And there's there's lots of stories verified. I could I could give you several where there was no other explanation. It has to be, you know, you this young child somehow knew intuitively who they were in a past life. So let's suppose you have information like that and you have a time machine. <laughs> you go back 200 years or whatever and you meet whoever you used to be. Wouldn't be any different. That's exactly what this is. Now, what happens? When you meet this other person, another you, you are the same soul. And I get it. We're all connected. But where we are all connected is at the source, which is much deeper than the individual soul. Your soul is a fractal holographic reproduction of the source so is so insofar as we are unique individual souls incarnating and reincarnating so that's the level that we're dealing with here and that's all it is now the the internet which i love to death the internet all this information at the touch of your fingers 
I believe the word you used a minute ago was discerning. And you're right about that because anybody can say anything they like on the internet and that's okay. But you do need uber discernment when it comes to any topic on the internet. It could be anything, finance, health, you know, there's all kinds of opinions out there. And you could look at my track record. Yeah. You could, okay, 6,000 Twin Flame coaching students, um, lots of success stories there. But what I always tell people is, well, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's fine. People, they like proof. Okay. But what I think is important is what I say. Listen to what I teach about Twin Flames because it's the only thing that's really logical. Like we don't need to make stuff up about it. We already kind of know body, mind, soul. We know that the soul is consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, The Zen teachings of non-duality, thousands of years old, long established. We already know what reincarnation is. We already know all of this stuff. And a lot of people that are new to spiritualism, they don't know this stuff. They do not. It's like any other endeavor where you want to learn about something new. You don't know anything about it. And so they get on the internet and this is happening to ordinary people, just everybody, yeah. everybody meet, who meets their twin flame. It, it's not necessarily, it almost never is sometimes, but it's almost never somebody who already had a spiritual background. It's, you know, a yeah. tax accountant or something, you know, just, or a truck driver or something like that. You know what I mean? Just, just kind of regular folks. And there's a few spiritual people. I am one which is, I guess, how I was able to crack the code on it so quickly. But they don't have any idea what spiritualism really is. So they don't realize that, yeah, we've known this stuff already for thousands of years. This stuff has already been taught. We don't need to make stuff up. So that's kind of my message in a nutshell. I'm not here to put anybody down. I don't want to be making anybody wrong or be mean, but guys... Yeah, You know, what I tell my coaching students is your suffering is just going to be prolonged if you keep buying into this weird kind of stuff <laughs> on the internet when it comes to twin flames. We know exactly what this is. And it's really easy to understand reincarnation. Real easy. Now, yeah. what's not easy is <laughs> why this is happening to you and all the painful things that happen to you when you meet this person which adds to the internet confusion because the internet is busy telling you there's three basic messages about twin flames. Mm -hmm. There's three different versions of twin flames online. And one of them is the true correct version. And then you've got the other ones. One of the more popular ones is where they're your ultimate lover. And it's like a soulmate only better and nothing (laughs) could be further from the truth. (laughs) Ultimate lover. Okay. What's the third one? Um, the third one is kind of a mishmash between those two. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, myself being in spirituality and doing what I do and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, I knew about twin flames. I had an understanding about twin flames, but I didn't really care that much until it happened to me. And I wasn't even really calling it in. I, uh, I had, you know, I've had a lot of serial monogamous intense relationships. So that's kind of my favorite thing to do because I'm a bonder. And um, yes, I loved a lot of them and soulmates and, you know, all this different thing. Um, and then I, I was ca- wanting to call in my next kind of relationship. And I remember energetically looking at it and P- I was saying, should I call in my twin flame? Like, And then also people also use another term called life partner, you know, just to make Mm -hmm. sure that it's like, you know, you know, I, I am at that point where I'm kind of would like to have that person that's kind of a long-term, very deeply committed relationship uh, and spiritually and everything else. So um, I started to kind of think about calling it in and maybe doing some meditations around it. Uh, And then boom, it came in and it was literally like a look at that person and the eyes connected and we have exactly the same eyes and we mm-hmm. just we That's almost thing. fell into each other. It was like we fell in and we could not avoid it. We could not not hold hands. We could not be in each other's mm-hmm. space. It yep. was very dramatic. It lasted six weeks. It was that entire 
um, time and beyond. Um, we haven't seen each other now, I think probably like in three months. Uh, I'm starting to finally wane off the, the intense energy where it was like, I couldn't even get them off my mind. And it was like a buzzing, like laying in bed, like, yep. like, why can't I? And, and the obsessive thinking I have meditation tools. I teach it. I've mm-hmm. never had this experience before. We went and we did a lot of, we did a lot of deep dive into twin flames, um, research together you know, because we were both feeling the same way. And then we had, and then we parted dramatically and that was over. We never talked again. Right. Um, so that was my experience. Yeah. And they do, they sometimes when like during the bubble phase, yeah, that's for sure. That's the six weeks that you talked about that happens to everybody at the beginning, the bubble phase, it's all perfect. It's all wonderful. And then there's other times too. Um, when you start to detach and there's no healing, there's no healing. You can do healing. It's optional, but that's not how you get your twin flame to stop running. Yeah. Um, healing does not cause self-actualization. Okay. Self-actualization does cause healing or can cause healing, but this is self-actualization, pure and simple, non-duality. It's the true spiritual journey. And when you embark on that path with intent, finally, they do tend to come back in. They do. They do. They'll stop rejecting you. They'll start talking to you again. And it's during those, it's during those bubbles because they'll come back and then the energy builds up and they run away again. And then they come back (laughs) and the energy builds up and they run away again. And then they come back and then the energy, but every time that happens, it's like they run a little less hard this time it's 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 like this they come in and they pull away yeah they come in and then they don't pull away quite as much this time and then they come in and then they don't pull away quite as much this time and well anyway every time they come in every time there's another bubble they'll be all on board with the twin flame thing it happened to me i told her i think we're twin flames oh i you bet. I love you. Sure. I think that's really cool that we're the same soul. And then the energy builds up and she runs and she rejects me. And I never believed that you're crazy. If you believe that. So just to dispel one of the myths that people always ask me about twin flames, does my twin flame? know? no, <laughs> no. Cause they only say, oh, yeah, I think we're twin flames when everything's going well, right? When everything's going good, then they say, oh, yeah, you bet. And then when they take off running, they reject you and and at least mine did. And that's that has been the experience with all of my other students. Um, so there is that element yeah. to it, you know, when everything's going good, everything's going good. And um, I just want to share some explanation that my guides, when I looked at it, shared with me, I thought was really interesting information. It's where the soul is. Um, they've reincarnated so often. To, it's, it's basically like two souls that are reincarnated so often together that there's a part of their soul that that um, it, it forgets the boundaries. And they kind of are that's they're like blended. It's sort of like a blending of the two souls. The boundaries are lost, you know, and I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. But another uh, uh, a medium that I work with that I really believe in and I've had on her show, on my show, Karen Glass, um, she she says that a lot of times you'll have a, fa- a false twin flame come in. And usually it's very um, right before you're you're going to experience your true, true twin flame and it's almost to prepare you. Have you heard anything about a false twin flame? I didn't experience that. Okay. Most of my students don't. Okay. Um, the labels, this is easy to understand. Is there such a thing as a false twin flame? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> you are you. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's pretty concrete. You're not anybody else. You are you. Okay. Now, your twin flame is a simultaneous incarnation of you. They are you. 
at the deepest level. And we're not talking about the personality. So as soon as I start explaining the non-duality teaching of this, some people get confused. All you have to do is think of the name of the first chapter of Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Mm -hmm. And that chapter is called You Are Not Your Mind. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I say your twin flame is you, people start thinking and they go, that doesn't make any sense. Well, the thing is, is most people believe that they are a personality. Most people believe that they are a thinker. And I would submit to you many people in the spiritual community, they do that too, albeit Mm -hmm. their intentions are a lot better than your average mortal person. Um, but even somebody like me, even Eckhart Tolle himself has somewhat of a personality. So we're not talking about the mental, emotional personality, which is not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just not who you really are. Who you really are beyond the body and the mind is consciousness. Mm -hmm. So if there's thinking and emotions going on, and you go, and everybody, everybody does this. Everybody does this. You go, why am I thinking that thought? Or why am I feeling this emotion? Well, did you notice that you are a noticer? <laughs> you notice that there is conscious, like there is awareness of the thinking going on. And the Zen traditions of non-duality is exactly that. You are not your mind. You are actually the very awareness. You are consciousness. That's the real you. Okay. So now that we have that context in place, that's where you and your twin flame are the same. You are the same soul vibration. You are the same vibration of consciousness. Not the thinking, not the questions, not the seeking, the seeker, the ego, the separate self, the secret, right? And the ego's not bad. That's just not who you are. Okay. Now that's concrete. You are you. Your twin flame is you. It's objective, right? Do you think that it manifests sort of when you get to the point where at the same energetic level then, and maybe that's why the meeting happens, you know, say, um, because you were saying it's this, this vibration about that. (laughs) That's one of the things I want to figure out. Okay. That's one of the things I want to figure out. Because I felt like Um, that was mine. Um, Like we both on our separate journey and I've been doing a lot of spiritual work. And this person is in a karmic relationship that's been kind of stalled for a really long time. And uh, I felt that he was desperate to get on to the next thing in his life, but he was stuck in old patterns. And, but he, but he was still very spiritual and light being, and it was almost, and it was a really great time to meet because it did kind of spark, um, kind of a deep, deep reflection in both of us. And we kind of, in a really weird way, we both needed it at that moment, even though it was crazy and painful and weird. So the, the basic question is like, why? (laughs) Right. Like that's the basic question. Like why is there this awakening going on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that happening? Why them? And why now? Well, they're you. And conversely, by the way, the outlet of the previous conversation about false twin flames and soulmates is that that is subjective. Mm -hmm. A soulmate Any other soul other than you, whatever label you want to give on it or put on it, it doesn't matter. It's just somebody else. Everybody else is just everybody else. People kind of just pick labels like false twin flame, karmic, soulmate. It's subjective. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not objective. Twin flames is objective because your twin flame is you. Everybody else is just everybody else. Now, still, it begs the question, why now? Why did I meet me in another body over there having another experience over there? And it triggers this awakening. And this is a good question because a lot of people, a lot of people, and I'm one of them, they'll have met their twin flame like years prior and nothing happened, but it just wasn't time. And again, as soon as I say it wasn't time, the first thing you want to know is, well, then why now? (laughs) 
right? You want to know why. And that's one of the things that I want to figure out. I have a hypothesis. It's probably a pretty good one. It's called free will. And this is the thing that people forget in our modern world because for the last two or 300 years, we've been given the materialist view of the world and the materialist view. So when I say materialist, what I'm talking about are the material sciences. They call it materialist science, which says to prove any theorem, you you must find something in material, mm-hmm. in, in physical reality. And science dug in material and they found energy and then they dug more and they found information. So the entire institution of science is getting turned on its head and they're not telling you this on TV. They're not telling you that your average physicist actually thinks of the universe as mind. I'm not even kidding. Have you seen the new article? I haven't read it fully uh, about the Stanford scientist um, who after decades of study concludes that we do not have free will. Um, I I haven't read the whole article yet, but that that might be an interesting part of this debate. Do we have free will or not? And the reason that they're saying we don't have free will is because of um, quantum entanglement. They just proved quantum entanglement just within the last five years. I mean, they've, they've been doing experiments for several decades now, but it's really gotten the, the, the scientific controls and the quality of the experiments and the technology has gotten so much better in the last five years. They are, they are absolutely hundred percent sure that quantum entanglement is real. Now, what they're saying is to cling to why you would say there's no free will as a scientist is because you're still clinging to some of the old Einsteinian models of the universe, which are 98% true. Mm-hmm. Einstein, Einstein, there's a reason they, they call him Einstein, right? Yeah. You ever had somebody go, okay, Einstein, right? And they're inferring <laughs> that you're a, that you're Mr. Smarty Pants. Well, it's because yeah. he was so brilliant, but yes. there's still that 2%. And this is where that 2% comes in because quantum entanglement should be an impossibility if it is true that nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. And so for a scientist to say that there is no free will he would necessarily be saying nothing can travel faster than light. That's where that's coming from. Okay. The information between two entangled particles, it would have to be traveling at an infinite speed. So that's going, that's breaking the light barrier. That's impossible. That violates Einstein's theory of relativity. So it must not be true. Well, Einstein was only 98% right. So, Nothing as far as we know can travel faster than the speed of light, but there are other planes of existence beyond light, not the least of which includes information. So, you know, this person is not wrong with what he's saying. It's just not a complete picture, what he's talking about, because you now have the discovery that what is fundamental in our universe is information. So in other words, the substrate of 3D physical reality is information. And that sounds abstract because it is. And it it implies a randomness. And scientists don't like that because scientists have been predisposed for 200 years with a bias called materialist science. Mm -hmm. And you're not supposed to do that in science. You're not supposed to have a bias in science. And that's always been their starting point, that the universe is mechanical. So it's A plus B equals C. You should be able to make predictions based on some kind of formula. It's a mechanical dead universe. Yes. And you can, it's everything is a calculation. And so when we ask the question, why did I meet my twin flame now? That's what the mind is thinking. Where's the calculation? Where's the mechanism? And what I'm telling you 
is that's the old materialist notion of science. That's why you have the Stanford professor who I get it. I'm not a PhD. Okay. Okay. So for me to criticize him, you could easily look at me and poo-poo what I'm saying. But there's lots of other scientists that are saying what I'm saying. This yeah. is what I'm telling you is they don't tell you on television and in the mainstream everything that's being talked about in the world of conventional science today because it's getting really weird. And it's getting to the point where many scientists – I would submit to you roughly half of the science community, so other guys with PhDs, okay, are saying that the fundamental basis of physical reality is information, which means that there is a random order to the universe too. Yeah. So there are realms in our universe where it is a calculation. It is predictable. You can make predictions. Yeah. And there are well realms in our universe where it is not predictable. It's random. Yes. Random is a nice scientific way of saying free will. Because yes. who decides what random thing things are going to happen in? And then you even have guys like Lothar Schaefer and Greg Shayton talking about consciousness is an un unexplainable cosmic force consciousness is even more fundamental than information and information came from consciousness. And then you've got somebody like Eckhart Tolle or Rupert Spira or the Buddha going, yeah, I could have told you that 7,000 years ago, dude, you guys are just figuring it out. So why do you, why does the soul do what it does when it does it? Cause I feel like it. So Gina. Yes. What did you have for lunch? A shake. What did you have for lunch or what did you have for breakfast? Eggs. What did you have for dinner yesterday? I don't remember. <laughs> okay, ravioli. Ravioli. Okay, what did you have for dinner the night before? Um, probably like a turkey sandwich. Why not? Why 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 not chicken? Why not why not a steak? Why? I don't eat steak. <laughs> yeah, okay. Why? Right? Why why didn't you have uh, pasta instead, yeah, instead of ravioli, and you're going, I don't know, because it's what I felt like, yeah, right? That was so, my free will, yes, it was your free will, and again, even science is confirming free will. So, this is why I'll make YouTube videos on my YouTube channel. I just made one, yeah, not that long ago called The Science of Destiny. This is actually the second time that I've done that video where I pointed out. It's both. Is it science or I'm sorry, is it free will or is it destiny? Which is it? It's both. They both have a place. Yeah. It's really just two sides of the same coin. So again, with and and, and this is easier to understand. We don't have to get quite yeah. so um pontific in the kind of science portion of this. And I I feel like our mind loves to grab onto labels. It just Yes. And, and I don't think that even in the English language, we have the words created enough to ex to fully express what our souls and what spirit is capable of. So we're trying to fit words and we're trying to fit a solution with a word that really is, uh, you know, alive and vibrating that we don't even have words for, you mm -hmm. know, but because our uh, humanity, we love to say that's my soulmate. That's my twin flame. Right. And so that's kind of where the label. I don't even like twin flame. I tell yeah. my students to stop calling it twin flames because it sounds romantic-y and cute yes. and endearing. Yes. And it's anything but that. And actually, if you can get them to stop running, <clears throat> which is possible, and you guys end up together, which doesn't happen to everybody, yeah. that's another myth. But it does happen. Well, how you were saying that it's, it, I, I totally agree that the labels, the twin flame is giving it a whole different expectation um, that may or may not. Uh, yeah, it's not evolve. romantic. It's not yeah. what you call eros. It's yes. agape. Yes. I don't know. You, you might know the difference. So there's two, it's like two types of love. There's eros 
and there's agape, and eros is erotic, it's romantic, it's passionate. Agape is like spiritual love. And that's the way it is. Even my twin will tell you that. She just showed up on my channel a couple of weeks ago and we spent over an hour talking and she even said, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't feel like eros, like passion. Yeah. I feel agape, like peace, which is yeah. like the spiritual kind of love, which makes sense because it's your spirit. It's your soul. And that's what your soul wants. So there is maybe two prongs to the answer of, of your question of why the first being, well, there's free will, but also what is the soul interested in evolution an increase of itself, which is consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it's opportunistic. It looks at the situation and it says, ah, I can use this right now. And for whatever reason, there's this soul activation. And that kind of sounds like one of those cringy new age <laughs> terminologies, but it is actually a good way yeah. to describe that that is true there is an activation that's exactly i felt activated i felt um that i w was on a different i was learning more information and exactly like you said i didn't feel it was eros we were um we fell into the spirituality of each other it wasn't we never even got to the super physical point we didn't it wasn't even what we wanted it was like we wanted to consume each other but in this uh uh, I don't know, like this comp compassionate, loving yes. way that was deeper than anything I've ever felt mm -hmm. before. It, it was like you wanted to know every cell in the person's body and you wanted mm -hmm. to hold it and you didn't judge it. And it wasn't like um, you wanted to own it. Like, you know how when you fall in love with somebody, you're like, oh, I, you start to fantasize about, you know, are we going to get married? And you, you Eros. See, yeah. The butterflies you and the Twitter And also patient. ego. You know, like, oh, we'll get yeah. married, we'll have kids. Like, you start to plan, mm -hmm. right? It's and like, it wasn't, <sighs> like that, right? Eros. It, wasn't, it was like, even if I was like, I might only have five minutes left with that person. I want to make sure that's the best five minutes ever. And that is very productive. It was right. really And there's nothing wrong with that. But you're right with your other self, your twin flame. I call it mm -hmm. other self. Okay, I like it's that. It's not way like that. It's the very deep. <laughs> um agape spiritual type of love and uh you are a very small by the way gina you might find this interesting you are an extremely tiny percentage of the people that i encounter almost all of the students that i work with their other self is not already predisposed to being a kind of spiritual person okay that's another myth is that oh they're going to awaken they don't and again, I would submit to you, there there is a, a very amazing use of the scientific method at play here, which is, well, if it was true, then it would be true for everybody. Yeah. So it wouldn't be any different than if I asked you, okay, Gina, what are the odds that your other self, your twin flame is a truck driver? Well, it's not zero, but it's not like 50%, you know, well, what are the odds that you're twin flame is a school teacher or a line cook yeah, or a car salesman or a spiritual person. So there's all these different things that people can be doing. Um, but I think that is interesting still when it does happen and it must play in somehow to how you awaken. And this is the part mm -hmm. of the twin flame phenomenon where we say, well, everybody's journey is different. And that is true. There are the mechanics of twin flames. I want to be clear about this so that your audience doesn't get confused. So there's the mechanics, which is scientific. It's always going to be the same. And then there's the story, which mm -hmm. is arbitrary and subjective. And in hindsight, kind of cool. Even with the painful parts, you come out of it a completely transformed person. And that's the part that's going to be custom tailored. And when you ask why, again, when we go back to why, it's the same answer. Your higher self knows you and yeah. they know what buttons to push. Yeah, They know who you are. They know what your triggers are. So my twin flame, for example, she's not a spiritual person. 
and her and I don't really agree all the time politically. Yeah. Also, yeah. that's like another button that you don't want to push. And my soul was like, fuck you, I'm pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's really. exactly what I needed for me, yeah. for my growth, to break me out of my own ego control structure. So it's a custom tailored experience when it comes to the story. But the mechanics, it's always the same. There's the bubble phase. There's the back and forth. There's the polarization of energy. Um, you can do the detox from your twin flame and focus on transcendentalism, not twin flames. you got to actually delete the twin flame template completely and pretend like it never happened and focus instead on non-duality transcendentalism. This is my soul's journey and I'm doing it for that reason. And that's what gets them to stop running. Yeah. So that's the mechanical stuff, but the journey stuff, the stuff that like triggers this experience for you. Yeah. That's content. That's story. That's, yeah. I know what buttons to push to get your ego to start breaking down. And it starts that ego death process. And that is, it's arbitrary. It's free will. And it's your higher self custom tailoring this for you to start your spiritual ascension. And then and that's where I, I come in as the science guy. Good. And I love my higher self. Keep doing it, girl. No, yeah. like, you know, also, um, you know, I, is there communication, do you know, in dreams or in astral? Because I had a dream the other night that was just, it, you know, it's, it's the same energy. You know how some of the dreams that you just like, wow, I was actually there. Like it felt like we were there at that moment. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like there's a few that come in. It's just, there's a communication that's astral happening. Maybe. Okay. So there's maybe. another, maybe. Well, yeah. That's, I love, I love that question because that's a science question. <laughs> I'm all, I got my NASA shirt, right? See NASA. I'm all about NASA and going because, to the Because, you know, sometimes stuff. you dream and it, it's like a movie and it, there's, there's yeah. not a lot of um, heartfelt oh, it's, emotion. It's so or easy to understand. But this oh, one. Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to okay, think this is ahead. so fascinating. Okay. okay. So you're spiritual. You know yeah. the difference between telepathy and intuition. Yep. Telepathy is mental. It's the third eye chakra. Mm-hmm. Contrary to conventional belief, by the way, like your average person on the street that doesn't, not really a spiritual person, just kind of your average person, they think spiritual people are all telepathic, and that's actually not true. It's actually in the minority. Um, there is telepathy. You can have that. You can cultivate it you can foster it you can sharpen it and get it to work really well if you want to yep. you can do that i have had onesie twosie telepathic experiences probably about a half a dozen or more in my life yep. somewhere between like six and ten and when it happens you know it's not your mind it's a thought that came from outside your head somewhere you're like whoa what was that right and learning like how to loudspeaker. trust, absolutely. And I, I teach clairvoyant training and I, I studied that for 15 years and learning yeah, to go. know, learning to know when you, with yourself, the difference between, was that real or to go? Nope. That definitely was something different. Yes. Learning how to discern that though, as a practice, because yep. then your mind gets into like, Oh, that was a dream. There was nothing. Yeah, any old thought you're going, Oh, was that telepathic? Oh, yeah. was it? I don't no, know, right? I, over practice, I've gotten to the point where I know I know that was the information that's right. telling me specific. Exactly. And that's the thing is you've been working at it. Now, here's something that happens to almost every spiritual person in contrast, intuition, which is spiritual. And I liken it to deja vu. It's deja vu is actually a form of intuition. The reason I use deja vu as a way to explain this to people is because it feels like deja vu. So if somebody was to ask me, Kurt, how would I know I was experiencing intuition if I was? I tell them it feels like deja vu. Yep. It's just and that the information is different. Yes. Whereas with deja vu, the information is I've done this before and you have because your higher self exists in a place beyond time, right? <laughs> All of these time periods 
are all happening here. I've got a better one. All of these time periods are happening simultaneously from the perspective of your higher self up here. All of these times are all happening. And even Einstein said, Einstein, he said, this is how time works. He said, past and future happen simultaneously. And he's right. And your higher self exists on a higher dimensional plane, which is exactly what Einstein was talking about. It's like all these cool new scientific theories that they've been coming up with over the last 120 years all the spiritual teachers are sitting around looking at that going, well, shit, you guys just now figured this out. We've been talking about this for 6,000 years. Yeah. You join us. Well, anyway, intuition is like deja vu, only it's information about the future, mm-hmm. information about somebody else, or information about something that's true for you. And it's information that you experience, whereas telepathy is information that you think. So that's intuition versus uh, telepathy in a nutshell. Now, telepathy with your twin flame works one direction. It's unidirectional. Mm -hmm. That's why they run. You're focusing on them mentally, emotionally, or metaphysically. They don't focus on you. They take off running. Mm -hmm. Your energy travels to them. Metaphysical energy travels to them. And that's not very hard to understand. Because the mind is duality. The mind is polarization. That's one of the things that the yin and yang symbol is teaching you is the world of duality. The mind itself is duality, right? So there is this energetic polarization with your other self at the level of the mind. So can you receive telepathic messages from the so-called runner, right? No. Theoretically, they can receive them from you, though. And I have gotten reports Mm -hmm. of that um, Mm -hmm. with um, third-party corroboration, I should add. Yeah. So I have observed that. I've never had third-party corroboration of telepathy going from your twin flame to you. However, intuition... You, that can go back and forth all day long. You can you can have intuitive visions. And so the second you started talking about a dream you had with yeah. your twin flame, that's usually the experience, especially in a lucid dream. In a lucid dream, you have a knowing. It's a knowing. It's intuitive. It's not mental. It's not telepathic. It's intuitive. There's a stark difference between those two things because they're coming from two places. One is the mind. The other one is the soul. Well, you guys are the same soul. You can spit information back and forth all day long between the two of you intuitively, just not telepathically. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That's interesting. I did have one. Interesting, isn't it? Well, I did have one time where um, I was just, you know, sitting in my bed, kind of reading something and I had this energy come around me and it was bright purple and I knew it was him mm-hmm. and it was almost a missing of me or a sadness of me. And I got a couple of moments of time that we had together. Kind of, it just came to, I knew it was him. I was like, Oh, hi. I was like, hi. Be. I was like, you feel sad. And I was and like, I've had it- students that report, um, like like the sensation of like intercourse taking place yeah with their other self and stuff like that that you hear stories i ha- i had that experience yeah uh, one time i felt like she was laying on top of me another time i yeah. was sitting at my desk at work and i felt like her head coming up next to mine now i can't figure out what those are um i'm suspicious of those experiences however okay and it's not to invalidate what you think you felt. Yeah. Like, Oh, maybe he was thinking about me. Well, he, maybe I used to just say no, (laughs) no way. And it's because I deal with these poor people who are in a desperate way. And I was there, no judgment. I did all the fucking crazy shit (laughs) that everybody else did after meeting their twin flame. But I also realized that you have to like get really strict Yes. With yourself and make yourself do a detox to break the cycle of running and chasing. And then yeah. once you get through that detox, then, you know, you can 
maybe start talking to them again. And what does that look like? You're saying delete them out of your phone, delete social media. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to go freaking hardcore, dude. You go hardcore off everything. (laughs) I I, I mean, the, the detox in like my paid coaching program is like to the extreme detox. Yeah. And I tell them, you guys, this is not going to work. If you don't do this, you got to be so super strict. And they hate that. They really fucking hate that. And they're like, do I gotta? And I'm like, guys. (laughs) And again, this is where I'm an experienced twin flame coach does actually help. So I can go, guys, I've done this literally 6,000 times. This does work. I know this is painful. I know you don't want to do it, but it does work. And it's like, well, wait a minute. If I do this detox and I cut them out and I basically, you erase them from existence. Like you never even met them. And I think actually it's good no matter what, because if you're not engaged in a daily, um, you know, work with them in. Oh, I have that too. It's better to have that. And how are you going to keep moving on and finding, yeah. another, you know, if you might never get connected. So how are you going to call in another person? Right. Holding That's that the thing. That person? This is the thing that I'm trying to get people to do is to trust your spiritual journey. Yep. You've heard of surrender. And this is anybody that's ever learned about the law of attraction. They already know about this. You could go read the surrender experiment even from Michael Singer, right? Surrender is really difficult. In our book about suicidal ideation and about how to, yes. Right. And this is the thing is I'm, what I'm telling my students is, yeah, you really got to let go and trust. I know that's another one of these new agey sounding tropes it sounds cringy let go and trust i get it it does sound cringy it is overdone i get it but this time yeah that is a real thing you really do yeah. got to do that that is and a real I thing it really helps is to realize this is a part of yourself surround surround it with love and, and let it go as and that's as, the thing is the timing that it decides it wants to <laughs> if you surrender instead of controlling it with your mind your twin yes. flame does come back oh <gasps> I think almost most things are better in life, though, if you surrender it. I mean, this is the ultimate way to awaken, dude. I am really glad that you met your twin flame. Yeah. Because you learn all of this stuff. Yes. And you are literally just saying, okay, Kurt, I'm going to trust you. I'm just going to say, fuck it and move on like this never happened and just forget about twin flames even. And when you do that and you commit to that as a way of life, that is exactly why they come back. And you might even be thinking about like the logistical questions like, well, what if they live in another state? How are we ever logistically going to reconnect? And I'm I mean, telling you, where I don't even think or care if they, we come back. I've already had the experience. Right. So I and mean, if you do that, it's like fucking magic, though. It's another one of these spiritual experiences where synchronicity, like synchronistic events unfold. Yes. And that's to, like why I bring you guys back together. It is like a magic. I mean, unfortunately, I can't think of a better word right now, but it is magical. You know, when the experience and, you know, going really quickly back to the eyes because. um, Oh, yeah, that's a thing. We even took we even we had two things that we did, which was kind of weird. We took pictures of our eyes and compared them Mm -hmm. and our hands. And we, we took pictures of our thumbs. They were like exactly the same. And we were just, it was just really weird. I mean, the same color, same shape. This, it was just very strange. The shape is the big one. So for your audience, in case they're wondering, it's this. Okay. It's this area here around your eyes. The color, it doesn't have to be the same color. It often is, but it's, it's the shape. It's, it's easy to understand how this, or I should say, understand you can't understand it as much as you understand it. And I know you know the difference. So you've heard the saying, Gina, eyes are windows to the soul. Yes. Right? So if you look at your eye next to their eye, you can see it. It's so obvious to you. Wow. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the color of the eyes are or anything, but the shape, that is kind of a thing. The interview that I just did with her on my YouTube channel. I made the thumbnail. Her, is it 
my left eye and her right eye, I think. Okay. Just the brow. I made the thumbnail for the video was that. And you can see it. It looks like one person. Yeah. And we did that too. I mean, that was how weird we got with it within this, you know, and he was very religious. And so this was really conflicting with his um, uh, Christianity background, but he was so enthralled. He was like, I still, I have to, I have to. And he's also very, uh, likes to dive in like you. So he had that thing, but I think the religion also, and that was his story, you know what I mean? Uh, kind of mm-hmm. breaking down, um, what he wanted to, um, communicate, but that's really interesting. So maybe think about the thumbs though. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I bet Does- you that if you could see a picture of every incarnation you've been for the last 10 of them. Yeah. You would see physical similarities. See, that's interesting. Absolutely. It it only makes sense. That's interesting to me. So consider putting it into your repertoire, thinking about people's fingers or thumbs. Sure. (laughs) But um, the eyes as it is, that's part of the twin flame test. So uh um, I am, I probably shouldn't say this publicly. It's super secret. Super secret. No, really, though, I am thinking about developing some kind of a survey that you could take to determine if this is your other self or not. And the sure. eyes is one of the questions. Sure. That'd be great. Yeah, I, I applaud that. And I, again, I want to go back to I love that you're saying other self. Um, that is something that I used to say a lot. There was a line in a movie. Uh, it was a Beethoven movie. Um, and he used to this. The storyline went, you are my other self. And that always stuck with me. It was really beautiful. And um, Gary Oldman put, played him in this movie. Uh, my, my Immortal Beloved, Beloved is one of my favorite movies. And this whole journey, Immortal Beloved, if you watch it, it I swear it is like a modern day twin flame story because they kind of went back and forth. And at the end, you know, he signed everything over to her and he he made her life miserable. And in the letter that he wrote, it was like, you are my um, other self. And so that is, um, if you got to feel the feeling of a twin flame, that movie is sort of <laughs> the greatest. Yeah, at least the kind of <laughs> negative parts. Once you transcend separation consciousness yes, and enter unity consciousness, which is where the word union really comes from. Yes. All of that shuts down permanently. There's no more drama. There's yeah. no more running and chasing. There's no more back and forth. It's just agape. It's just calm. But that's the thing is people, they process this through the mind instead of aligning with the soul, which is no different than ordinary transcendental teachings of non-duality. And it's interesting too, the true twin flame teachings. I actually, I just held a master class um last thursday about this called the true twin flame teachings where i explained why it is people in the so-called twin flame community are using those words separation union detaching divine feminine divine masculine where do those words really come from so everybody's playing a game of telephone yeah with those words nobody in the so-called twin flame community really knows why we use those words they just kind of monkey see monkey do why would you ever describe a relationship that way? Like if your grandmother said, yeah, I met your grandpa and it was wonderful. And then he ran and he's a runner and now we're in separation and I had to do a bunch of healing, which you don't need to do, but she, you know, <laughs> that's usually what people tell you. And now we're in union and your grandma starts using all this weird terminology to describe her relationship with your grandpa you'd probably be like grandma are you off your meds like what are you talking about who does that who talks about relationships in that way nobody yes i agree nobody in the twin flame community asks why they're using those words and what i found out is they are misusing those words because what they're talking about is the physical situation union being we're together and separation being we're apart. And that's not what those words are talking about at all. Those words are straight out of the Zen traditions, not twin flames. 
separation. And that's why I gravitated towards your teachings overall, everybody online, which is a lot, honestly. Um, because that you didn't seem to focus on the same labels. And again, you know, and, th- and then all of a sudden you, you, what happens when you do too much labels is you, you get stuck in a box and then mm-hmm. you just start to point it constantly to that box. Like, is this mm-hmm. feminine? Is this masculine? Is this running? Is this chasing? Right. And then you're, you, you, you just can't break it down. You have to feel it. You have to feel. It. Well, funny. and that's the thing is I can tell you where the labels really came from. Yeah. All of them. But what you're saying is absolutely spot on. It's just energy, dude. It's just the duality of mind and the non-duality of self. That's it. That's it. And uh, one last question before we move on um, is when there is a union that comes together, though, Mm -hmm. um, because it is it is a special union. Do you think that there's any kind of particular, uh, I guess, uh, growth that it happens. I guess what I'm trying to say is I envision that, you know, going through this journey and actually getting to a union really helps elevate the world with love, I guess is what I'm saying is the more people come together and work out, um, they did the work to come together and to have something so special. Is there any, it's kind of a big esoteric question, but yeah, I'm no, a dreamer. I you know what I mean? I'm a dreamer, and I believe sometimes when, you know, maybe it's a fairy tale ish that you know when a union like this does succeed, that it helps everybody in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's my fantasy. <laughs> um, Eventually. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I know. See, that's my Disney stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. If you assimilate the answer that I'm about to give you, there will be a lot less running and chasing between you and your twin flame. So here's the answer. So first, that word union is not the physical situation. It's a state of consciousness that comes from, you know, the Tao, uh, Buddhism, all the Zen traditions, even ancient Christianity, like real Christianity. Like all the stuff they took out of the Bible, Christianity, at the Council of Nicaea, like the Gnostic texts and things like this. This teaching that we are all connected, that that there's only one consciousness, that's called unity consciousness. That's why twin flames are using the word union. This This is what I told people at the True Twin Flame Teachings Masterclass is somebody cracked the code on twin flames like decades ago like the 1960s, 1970s, somebody figured it out already. I just came along and saw the breadcrumbs and I was like, oh, I see what's going on. Somebody's already got this figured out. But now, even though the terminology has made it onto the internet and is part of the current twin flame hysteria on the internet, nobody's using the terminology properly. Mm-hmm. But when you understand where the terminology really came from, then it's like, wait, I've got the true twin flame teachings right under my nose this whole time. Somebody figured it out. So unity consciousness, which is where union came from, is where you remember that there is no they. There's not me and my twin flame. There's not we. We is separation consciousness, which all the great spiritual masters what do they call the ego? They call it separation. That's where that word really came from. So you're perceiving through the mind your twin flame as an other person. That's separation consciousness. It's not the physical situation. That's again, that's the game of telephone everybody's using. Now, when your twin, when you transcend separation consciousness, by the way, that's called detaching. Which is, which is not a twin flame word. You could go onto YouTube, go to the YouTube app on your phone, turn on incognito mode. What that does is it temporarily deletes all of your search and watch history because if you type in spiritual detaching, you're going to get a bunch of twin flame stuff. Okay. You've got the algorithm all trained to do twin flame stuff. So incognito mode. And you look up spiritual detaching or 
separation consciousness, you're going to get my twin flame video. And that's okay. it for twin flames. Yeah. Everything else that you get is going to be just general spiritual teachings. So unity consciousness, it's no different. The original unity teaching of unity consciousness than what you ought be doing with your twin flame. There's no other person. That's just you. He's you having another experience and you don't think your way there. It's energetic. Now to the rest of your question, what happens then? Like, let's say that you remember who you are as unity consciousness. You understand that you and him are one. You don't understand it. You understand it. You and him are one. There's only one of you. That's unity consciousness. That's union. What happens? He just wants to be around you all the time. He doesn't need to do any healing or working on himself. You don't need to work on yourself. You don't need to do any healing. You can. It's optional. But healing does not cause self-actualization. And that's all the great, that's not my opinion. You can, anybody listening, they can say, I don't know about that, Kurt. Healing has really helped me. Yeah, healing has really helped me too. It's it's fine to do that. What I'm talking about is transcendentalism, pure consciousness, non-duality teachings, which is the ancient Zen traditions, Buddha, Jesus, Krishna, Yogananda, Eckhart Tolle, right? Real, genuine, authentic Zen spiritualism is not healing. It's self-actualization, which, by the way, self-actualization causes healing, not the other way around. So he's not working on himself. You're not working on yourself. You're just remembering who you are. Yes. You are consciousness. You already are your twin flame. You already are union. You already are unity consciousness. You already are consciousness. Yeah. Ego tells you that you're not though. Now what happens? He just wants to be around you. You don't have to break it down to him. You don't have to explain it to him. He doesn't need to do anything. He just wants to hang out with you a lot, all of the sudden. And to the last part of your question, does any of that energy spill out? onto the 3d plane of course it does but it's no different than anybody else's spiritual awakening right anybody Eckhart Tolle any other and most people who undergo this forced spiritual awakening which starts out very very painfully there's the ego death the dark night of the soul right the obsessive thinking Eckhart Tolle had the same thing my buddy I've known him for almost 30 years Same thing, ego death, dark night of the soul, horrible sleepless nights, desperation. He was a mess. And then he came out of it like the phoenix rising from the ashes. All of these amazing spiritual gifts manifested. He's a completely changed person from that experience. But you know what his trigger was? Not his twin flame. It was life circumstances. And that's what happens to most people. Like again, Eckhart, I keep using him because... Everybody knows who he is, but same thing. He had anxiety. He had life circumstances. Your trigger was meeting another incarnation of your soul. That's just one way that you can awaken. Yeah. But this is true of anybody's spiritual awakening. Yeah, absolutely. When you, when your consciousness expands, you are like a fire hose of light spewing it out onto the 3d plane. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter. If you and him are together yeah, for that to happen, it doesn't for, for you to be the candlestick that is spewing consciousness into the world. It, it you, it, you don't have to be with him for that to happen. Absolutely. This is your awakening. He, yeah. if, if, and when he comes back, it's a byproduct of mm-hmm. your being the candlestick. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, thank you so much for today. Um, we'll definitely link uh, all of my information, your information, and where everybody can find you. Um, we'll be posting this, I believe, on one on your community page, I think, as well, you were talking about earlier. 
Um, so I'm at the liberated healer.com uh, and uh, Kurt's official page is new world all star all with two L's.com. Yep. Uh, also on his Facebook page, uh, same thing and YouTube, which is a wonderful YouTube channel where I uh, found him originally. Thank and you. Is there anything else you'd like to kind of end this out with? Gina, I just, you ask such good questions. That's what I wanted to say. I could talk to you all night. Oh, that's all I got to say. This has been a wonderful interview. Uh, Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to, I get a chills. I've been looking forward to having you back on the show because we did record this once before and it didn't work. It didn't work. I'm telling you, we had those technology issues. Yeah. We've spent hours together now talking about this. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. You know, so much love. Embrace the other self. Embrace information as much as you can you know, uh, decipher what resonates with you and what doesn't and listen to your insights, uh, whatever it is. And uh, we wish you well. On to the next time. Bye. See ya. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Podcast.